0: Welcome to Launch Codes, the podcast from Revenue Pulse, also known as RP. It's a podcast about marketing operations, artificial intelligence, and more. I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Joe Peters, CEO of Revenue Pulse. And each week, I'll sit down with an expert in the marketing ops space to discuss the latest news, insights, and concepts. So be sure to subscribe, rate, and review to help other people find this podcast. This is our pilot episode. I'd like to introduce you to my colleague, Matt Bertney. He's joining us today. He's stepping up for Matt Tonkin. And Matt Bertney, not to confuse it, we have too many Matts in the organization, uh, not to confuse things, Matt is our marketing manager and uh, the wizard behind our production of Launch Codes. So um, over to you, Matt.
1: What are we going to cover today? Thanks, Joe. So on today's episode, we'll be covering our uh, trip to Inbound 2023, which is HubSpot's marketing and sales conference. So the big things that we want to talk about are the new AI releases from HubSpot, uh, TikTok for business, the million dollar pitch competition, the good and bad of Inbound, uh, the takeaways and insights, and uh, a few of our hot takes And uh, for everyone who's watching or listening, be sure to stick around for the end, uh, because at the end of our conversation, Joe is going to have a delightful little surprise for us uh, that you don't want to miss, and it'll better explain our time at Inbound.
0: Well, I'm not 100% sure about that, but um, it will uh, add a little flavor. You may have heard it at the intro, uh, some of our quality background uh, music. Before we jump into today's conversation, I just want to Shine a bit of a spotlight on a game changer in the world of email marketing. And that's our fantastic sponsor, NAC. NAC provides email and landing page creation for enterprise marketing teams in minutes. And the best part is, there's no coding required. So, NAC makes it easy for marketers to expand their creativity to create stunning on brand emails and landing pages that customers will love. Learn more by visiting knack.com. That's K-N-A-K dot com. All right. So
1: back to you, Matt. Perfect. Well, so there was quite a few things going on at Inbound this year. I was watching it back here on on Twitter or X as it's called now. Uh, And one of the things that seemed to really stand out was the artificial intelligence piece. So, Joe, do you want to talk to us a little bit about HubSpot and AI?
0: Yeah, for sure, Matt. Um, Sitting in the opening keynote, it was pretty clear that the star of the show was going to be AI. Uh, No doubt about it, actually. And uh, when you sort of open up the hood uh, and have a look at what HubSpot is doing, there are some pretty serious investments and innovations uh, related to AI. So... um, in particular, what you can see are the campaign assistants and agents that they're introducing, um, the chat spot, which is their AI-enabled bot, and in uh, highlighting how those integrate into the platform to allow marketers to uh, create um, content better and to allow customers to access uh, knowledge bases faster. So, uh, I sat down with one of the um, uh, HubSpot uh, uh, gurus at their at their booth at the show and had a really good look at how the assistants and agents are working right now. So, the interesting thing is there is a little bit of a difference between uh, what the functionalities and and they're almost like separate infrastructures so you you would see chat is probably the most sophisticated uh element when it comes to ai and they've they introduced that i think back in march of this year and it continues to evolve so you can train it on a whole host of information uh not, not only in your from blog or knowledge-based content to sales information so that um that chat spot uh, uh, bot c- uh, can be embedded on a website and really represent the organization. One of the key things that they said, it, it can eliminate the need for almost 80% of the inquiries. So that was, that was pretty in- interesting. And if we flip it over to the other side uh, and look at the uh, agents and... Um, and assistance. Those are a little bit on the lighter side, Um, uh, very easy to use. You could create emails and landing pages uh, and uh, full campaigns with uh, using uh, GPT to generate content for you, sort of embedded right in the platform. It works pretty well, uh, but it doesn't allow you sort of the brand controls that you would get from uh, a Jasper. You're only going to be able to pick thematically what your... interest would be. Would you like to be friendly? Would you like to be witty? Would you like to be helpful? Um, like it's those types of tone controls that you would have. So that was pretty interesting. What does that sound like to you, Matt? Like, are, are those the types of functionality you wish we had embedded right into our site?
1: Yeah, so this sounds like it's instead of having to go to five different places to create it, it's all coming into the one spot, eh?
0: Yeah, yeah, there definitely, definitely has that um, that one stop integration, which I think we're going to see a lot more of um, as uh, as these platforms evolve in their integration with uh, AI. Um, and then a kind of a final note on this, uh, Dermesh Shah, um, the CTO and one of the founders of of HubSpot. Uh, he he made a post last night talking about. You know what do we call these CRMs now? Is this an AI CRM or is this a smart CRM? And that's uh, a very interesting uh, way, because even a taxonomy for talking about what we're doing um, uh, is uh, w- and what is being enabled here within these systems is 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 a pretty interesting um, challenge today, and so. The prevailing wisdom today is that we're entering into the smart CRM era.
1: Well, it seems really smart, too, because even just the amount of time... No pun intended I, there, eh, Matt? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the amount of time you spend as like a marketer just switching tabs to all of these different things that are supposed to be saving me time, it's still spending more time. And so to have it all in one spot, to know that you're having good technology behind it, i think it's genius
0: yeah exactly all right well why don't we move on to our our next topic then
1: yeah so one of the things that sounded like was a little bit more of a surprise for you uh when you attended inbound was tiktok for business so uh can you walk me through what we're working with here
0: yeah uh you know it's it's really interesting um just to see the maturity that's happening with the platform and TikTok, and uh my colleague uh matt tonkin uh not to be confused with uh here um and i we we had some different experiences i got to go to a really great uh session uh he had a not so good session (laughs) that he attended to uh, attended and that that's kind of one of the funny things about these conferences um you know, if you're talking about table stakes or introductions, sometimes um, the deeper dive sessions uh, can be pretty interesting. And, and that's one that I went to uh, and was just kind of blown away. I, I feel like I should know these things, but I didn't know these things. But I didn't know that there were 150 million users of TikTok in the U.S. Um, that's pretty much half the population. <laughs> and uh, they're using the app for 90 minutes a day. Uh, which is uh, pretty incredible on uh, for an average, uh, along with 17 opens of the app, which really is kind of mind boggling. And I think uh, a lot of brands and uh, kind of dismiss TikTok as, you know, a platform for youth or a platform for, you know, a much younger audience. But I think when you're when you're talking about numbers like 150 million or half the population, well, that doesn't really connect to that. So you're seeing really interesting communities form within TikTok, and incredible opportunities now for business to connect to these communities. Uh, I think some of the fundamental differences that uh, you have to see here is that there's an entertainment expectation. So. You know, it can't just be posting, uh, you know, (laughs) our traditional type of ad or asset within the platform and think you're going to get away with that or that's going to resonate. No, you have to kind of think with an entertainment lens uh, and how you're going to engage. So um, I was really, really impressed by some of the business features that they had established, uh, especially as... um, for asset creation and content promotion. I think as well, uh, another thing that was uh, really surprising was looking at something like lead gen and having lead gen forms integrated into uh, a TikTok um, content piece that is, when that is completed, is being submitted directly into HubSpot now that to me is you know kind of taking it to the next level of that kind of integration and real business service being provided so uh, i i think we're seeing it, it it was giving me flashbacks to i don't know if it was 2008 or 2009 where the n- naysayers were saying that you know facebook and then instagram weren't going to be places for business or weren't going to provide real opportunities and and the real um the real truth in that is that, uh, this is a platform that's uh, got a humongous audience and there's a real opportunity to engage within it.
1: And do you think there's the same opportunity for B2B or did they talk about B2B or is it largely for B2C companies? Uh, well that's where I feel
0: like that lead gen form really provides B2B companies with a, a, a tremendous opportunity there. Uh, and remember, while, you know, there are going to be certain communities, like I'm, I can only assume the Taylor Swift community would be a giant community mm-hmm. within TikTok, but uh, and and that might be millions or hundreds of millions uh, of, of members of that type of community. But if you have a community of, I don't know, 10,000, 5,000 that is really connected to what you're doing, um, then... Then why wouldn't you kind of explore this as an opportunity, especially when you have kind of that uh, opportunity to uh, capture that important uh, lead information for follow up if someone wants to get more information? So I think it's 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 a time uh, for. Uh, exploration and an opportunity to kind of evaluate and, and think of TikTok as being a real opportunity for uh, businesses, whether it be B2C or B2B, um, uh, it kind of won't really
1: matter. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for uh, yeah bringing us that little surprise from Inbound. And uh, our next segment we're going to talk about is the million dollar pitch competition. So I saw this one quite a bit on um on Twitter. Uh, there was a lot of excitement for it. Uh, so what exactly was it and and walk us through the whole the whole idea?
0: Yeah, this was a real uh surprise session for me. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh it was entertaining and interesting, and they did a really great job of putting together this kind of, I'm gonna say kind of shark tank. Um uh, type of process uh within a very short period of time so there were six vcs uh and i'm going to say some of them were vc light like there was the uh cmo of hubspot which i'm not sure he's a <laughs> he's a, a vc uh, you know uh, in pure function but um they're they're there w- a, an interesting element is that both HubSpot and AWS have a venture arms where they kind of uh, fund different startup opportunities um, uh, as an organization. So that was news to me. I didn't I, I didn't know that. And so, but there were some other VCs outside of HubSpot and AWS as well that were in the conversation. And so there were six companies that had. Two minutes to do a pitch, and then there, each of the VCs could ask one quick question. So it was kind of like eight to ten minutes for each uh, organization, and um, and it was it was really entertaining. So let me just kind of run through a few of the companies uh, so that uh, and give you a little sense of who they who they were. So the first was Stack Moxie. We're big fans of Stack Moxie, um, and um, and so she she did a great job pitching uh, the company, Uh, and so that was fun to to see uh, them in, in the game. There was this, so for those of you that don't know, Stack Moxie is kind of like a testing platform that allows you to go through and make sure all of your forms and uh, whether it's for different lead gen or are all being executed properly so someone doesn't have to go in and manually error test to make sure that nothing is being lost uh it's a pretty pretty incredible robust platform for for doing that uh the second was one called nlx which was a customer service experience thing so imagine you call I don't know, American Express, and you've lost your credit card, there would be a phone interface and a Google, and a, imagine your phone would transform and you would actually have a visual interface to your customer support call where you could do certain things at the same time being navigated through that. I I, I think there are tons of applications for that and that was really interesting. The third was one called Chat Desk uh, and that was social conversation engagement. And so what happens is there's a listening function with AI that triggers it to be queued for a brand to respond to organic conversations happening. And then there's an army of human agents that can be mobilized to engage in conversations. So it sort of starts a natural brand consumer engagement in the platform. So kind of really interesting uh, how they have set up with AI analyzing opportunities and then humans starting um, to engage with those opportunities on social platforms. Uh, The next one was a, a service called Service Bell. And that was live call integration into your site, which is pretty cool. So imagine... Someone comes to your site and uh, they fill out uh, a lead gen form or they're on your pricing page and you know a little bit about them. And uh, so imagine (laughs) it's connected to HubSpot and then would fire up a video call opportunity right on the site. So instead of a chat spot or, um, you know, looking at a calendar link and trying to find a time you could actually speak to someone right away and it routes it within the organization, even to who the deal owner is. If you have some kind of ABM process or existing customer play uh, there. So pretty cool stuff. Um, But the last two were the ones that uh, were very impressive. Uh, A company called doula spelled D O O L A, uh, which is sounds a lot like a doula that you would have if you were, um, Expecting a child, and uh, it's kind of had the same concept. It's like giving birth to your company if you're trying to have operations in the U.S. So all the legal incorporation, all the compliance things, even banking access, all of these things are hard for companies outside of the U.S. to set up. That can, tr- uh, you know, cost lots of uh, uh, of dollars in accounting and legal fees, and they kind of have like a. Three three hundred dollar incorporation fee, and then uh, two thousand dollars a year to do your compliance um, for IRS and things like that. So really, really cool uh, service that they've wrapped into all into one there. And then uh, the last one was one called tavis or tavis I'm not really sure i can't really remember the exact pronunciation but it's spelled t-a-v-u-s and it's ai video personalization so we've all seen these kind of video uh, pitches that we get from bdrs where you kind of create a little customized video and send them off to people well imagine that instead of um you having to record a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand of them You kind of trained an AI uh, by uh, performing a a sort of video and audio uh, test for 15 minutes. And once you've trained the AI, you can actually just put your script in and it will know your voice and move your mouth and make it a real natural conversation while you're Uh, making your pitch. And then it'll green screen in the background. Well, not really green screen, but kind of overlay in the background, a small video window. And then if you're talking about a company's website, it can kind of scroll in the background while you're talking about it. Super cool for creating personalized videos at scale. Uh, The only thing is, I mean, I I kind of feel like, I don't know, Bert, you might think that this might, uh, I kind of feel like this is one of those AI innovations that In the beginning will be super cool but we're going to be super saturated by this uh, you know let's say a year from now
1: yeah i was just thinking that
0: (laughs) yeah so um all right based on my introductions to those concepts and do you know who won or uh, can uh, can i I I get you to guess who, who you think would be the winner
1: I'm hoping that number four, the people who you can do a, a video call with them after you filled out the form one. I, I, I love the concept.
0: Okay. Well, unfortunately, you're not where the VC money went. Oh. And, and so <laughs> the winners, they actually made two winners, which was the doula and the Tavis. So the oh, okay. giving birth to your company and the AI uh, video personalization. So, um... Really, really cool stuff. And I, I think um, uh, they look like very, very, all of the technologies had promise and definite use cases
1: uh, today. Oh, that's cool. And I, I haven't heard of them doing this before at Inbound. Uh, I'm not sure if this is their their first go at it, but I think it's a great idea for adding a little bit of excitement to uh, to the conference, I eh? 100%.
0: 100%. It's going to be really funny, too, uh, with um, our listeners in the U.S. You're going to hear uh, Matt say A at the end of questions. So, you know, it's it's not going to be hard for you to tell that um, – there is some Canadian influence uh, to this. Uh. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was, that was my thought both times I've done it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that, that's that's fine. That And I also like teasing uh, Bert because he, um, he can't help but flush a little bit when I, when I do give him a good, uh, a good uh, little tease every now and then. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I don't remember this from last year uh i don't remember being on the agenda if it was i definitely missed it but this one was really really quite interesting and they did a great job of curating some interesting uh companies to to pitch
1: yeah yeah there's quite a diversity in that
0: yeah the also hilarious thing is they were only supposed to have two minutes but there was really funny to see like them blow through those two minutes and just do longer pitches because what were they going to do like just cut them off like it was pretty funny so some of them kind of some of them stuck right to the two minutes which obviously they got a little bit penalized by because they didn't get to do like a five minute pitch like some of the other ones so anyway it's kind of a funny uh funny uh, little uh loophole that some of them uh found and and went through but um was really good stuff
1: yeah when a million dollars is on the line i guess you're willing to to skirt the rules a little bit yeah exactly exactly and uh so i guess we will will uh transition into our big thoughts on inbound so uh what was the good and the bad of, of of your time there your week in boston
0: yeah having been to you know uh Quite a few conferences now in the, uh, since our post-COVID uh, lockup. I have to say I really love the format of Inbound, the way they kind of integrate the trade show into several main stages and, and activity centers so that um, it's not like you're just going to the trade show or going to a session. There's like a real opportunity to you know, just move around and, and see things and have conversations at booths. Uh, so I, I like that design. Uh, so that was excellent. I thought some of the, some of the sessions were really, really good. Um, the one problem that they had and which was slightly frustrating was uh, you, you go in and you book and reserve a seat and, um, I, there was a session that I reserved to seat. I wanted to see Pierce from, uh, from NAC give a session and uh, I had reserved my seat. I was there 15 minutes before with about 450 other people that couldn't get into the session. Uh, so that was a little bit frustrating um, when you've kind of done that and, and, and didn't get access to, um, to a session. So, yeah, I think they could do a little bit better on that. Um, but um, yeah, that was that was there were some funny sessions like telling you AI is important. It's time for you to experiment. You know, those those were those kind of table stakes conversations were a little bit funny cuz you know, there was probably, I was in a session, they said, how many people are using chat GPT? There's probably a thousand people in the room and every person put their hand up. So why do you give a presentation that says, you know, it's time to experiment? You know what I mean? So those were some of the, um, some of the cool and slightly, you know, maybe frustrating, uh, parts of it. But, um, there were some there there was a, a couple of other nuggets that came out uh, i was at a one session um had a couple of different speakers but there was a speaker from jasper.ai that there and she was excellent i'm sorry i forget her name right now but she said with all of these ai productivity enhancements uh and if you're freeing up time, well, what are you doing with that time? What are you doing with your free time? And I thought that was a really important question because she said, if you're just going and doing eat more email uh, or, you know, what are you going to do with your free time? And I think that that was a really great point um, great point and in, 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 in question. Um, and then there was another session that talked about We're just going to have like mail it in marketing or me too, or following, you know, following the leader kind of marketing. And those are going to have a lot of trouble moving through the volume of content that we're going to see from a a marketing perspective that is supported through AI and really solid original content is going to be so important. So, which is a challenge. How do you create? great original content, well, eh, that, that, that means you're going to have to spend the time and resources and, and AI isn't necessarily going to advance that. It's going to probably give you the kind of follower, uh, follow the lead or mail it in kind of content that um, people won't really be interested in.
1: Yeah, especially if, you know, the sound of, of what is coming with Google is that uh, it's going to be so much harder to rank in that first position. So creating that high quality content matters so much more and hoping you can find your audience who wants to keep coming back for it. So it's definitely something to keep in mind for uh, people attending either PubSpot or just in marketing in general.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. But uh, yeah, those are some of the the takeaways from from my experiences.
1: Awesome. And uh, the one last thing we're going to do about Inbound right now is uh, speed things up a little bit with a rapid fire session. So uh, basically the goal here is to, uh, in just a few words, give us uh, your feedback on a few of the topics that we were curious about. Uh, So, first off, which speaker resonated with you the most?
0: Yeah, uh, this is an easy one. Dharmesh Shah, uh, the CTO and founder of HubSpot, is just an incredibly uh, entertaining and uh, uh, provocative uh, speaker. Like, I just, I really, I've really enjoyed uh, every time I've had the chance to hear him speak, and he never kind of uh, fails to um, uh, uh, fails to impress. Like he, he he's a, he's. if you ever have a chance to to see him speak, you need to.
1: I'll co-sign that. I've seen a couple times. He's great. <laughs> um, yeah. What's the uh, best hook you saw for attracting people to a booth?
0: Well, our friends at Chili Piper had an amazing booth design. Um, they they drank their own champagne in the sense that uh, you could get a free professional headshot done at the conference in their booth. And you had to like sign up for a time slot. Like they were doing them every five minutes or something like that. And then after they had the headshot and sent it out to you, they kind of said, Hey, wasn't that easy. And uh, that's because it was all being done with the chili Piper platform. So I thought that was super smart and, a really great way of booth platform integration. Like, I give them two thumbs up for that.
1: Yeah, that's genius. Um, Did any of the speakers surprise you this year? I
0: would say I was really blown away by the group from TikTok. They did a great job and there's probably five or six different members of the team that kind of did this overarching presentation and they did a fantastic job. So I, I would say it wasn't just one. It was that, that one really surprised me.
1: And what new feature that HubSpot announced do you think will have the biggest impact on marketing ops in the next year?
0: Yeah, I think it's, pretty clear that these assistants and agents, like the campaign assistant, uh, is really, really going to provide, I'm going to say companies on the smaller side, you know, um, with a real opportunity to integrate AI into their work and their campaigns, like generating uh, um, the content for emails and landing pages like that. It's definitely worth uh keeping um track of the innovations that they're adding and and HubSpot seems to have no end to its <laughs> the innovations they introduced in here. I think they they showed quickly like this funny screen that just flashed up like 250 things that they integrated last year of new yeah. features. So they're really continuing to advance um uh it like and, and i'm only joking but like some of them might have been like we now allow font sizes to be 12 or 18 like some of them were not super humongous uh changes but uh, but some of them were quite significant especially their their ai uh, integrations
1: yeah um and there might be a little overlap in the next question but uh most exciting ai feature you heard about at inbound 2023
0: uh i i would say just what i uh, just kind of following up on the hubspot side which is that um the campaign assistance uh, i think are really going to be uh helpful and if we see this is just the beginning of them and they're only going to get better from here that uh that's pretty that's pretty great stuff
1: and uh Hardest hitting question: What was the most memorable swag?
0: <laughs> there was these guys, and maybe we'll like make a a, a social post on this. That <laughs> were walking around in these Adidas blue Adidas uh, track suits, and they had a giant QR code on their back, like this. And these were tall men, like maybe six four, six five. 6'5". So, Imagine like a basketball player walking through the, you know, convention floor. <laughs> they have these giant QR codes on their back. Um, so that was that was. I, I don't know. I, they weren't handing out those uh, track suits, but it was something that was pretty memorable. I'm not really like a booth swag uh, collector. I kind of find that most of the time it collects dust, so I don't do that. But that was something like that was i'm gonna say swag and action that was pretty funny
1: yeah that's a good way to get some attention yeah and uh we'll move on to our pairings section so uh joe do you want to do you want to take this one over sure
0: so with each podcast uh, we want to show a little bit of personality so matt tonkin was supposed to be on and he was supposed to show us his favorite beer of the week his craft beer of the week he's not with us so we're not going to put bert on the spot to have to uh respond <laughs> to to pull something out of his hat uh, but um as you as you heard in the intro to this uh podcast A little bit of background music. And so I want to showcase, you know, some classic music every uh, session. So, and every episode that we have. So, this week uh, we have The Smile uh, opening things up with a song they have called The Smoke amazing album. Had the chance to see them a couple times over the last uh two summers and they do really great production on their vinyl. Uh like this is an example. They have some real sweet uh yellow vinyl here for you. Uh but um really great sound and great production and um and if you ever get the chance to see them live, well just for those of you that don't know it's like Tom York um, and uh, Johnny Greenwood from uh, Radiohead. So it's kind of like a mini Radiohead uh, uh, with uh, this band. It's, I kind of feel like they were just like bored during the pandemic and just started to record some al- uh, some music together, and they came up with that. So uh, give it a listen, and um, it's, uh, it's really just a great album to have in the background while you're cranking through... Uh, reports or emails or projects that you're working on
1: awesome thank you very much and uh yeah so i guess we want to thank our audience for joining us on this on our pilot episode of uh launch codes and uh, uh you know a reminder to everyone to please subscribe and rate and review uh you can stay connected with us on linkedin at revenue pulse or by joining our newsletter at the link in the footnotes And, uh, Joe, I'll pass it off to you for final thoughts. Well, thanks a lot, Bert, for
0: stepping up and coming on to the podcast today. Um, we knew we really wanted to get this out. And, uh, so, uh, thanks for, for being a great, uh, co-host today and, um, really appreciate that. And, um, and thanks to, to all of you that uh, listened to this point. It's probably just my mom at, uh, at, at this point that's uh, got through to the end. But thanks a lot for listening. And, you know, we hope that you join us next week, too.